1: In at number zero on the shit list, it's the Hollywood studio system, but nothing bad has ever happened in Hong Kong or China.
0: No, no, they don't have triads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, this the triads good. are the worst of the problems in Hong Kong and China that I was referring to. No, well,
0: we're in the we're in the seventies. I'm thinking kung fu movies. Kung fu movies have triads. Eighty three. Mm. I mean, this was
2: definitely made under duress, but you know we don't have to think about that too much.
0: Uh, I mean, what what is the Hong Kong film scene now? I feel like I don't. I mean, I, maybe I'm just not paying attention, but
2: I may be incorrect on this, but I believe that mainland China has taken such a stranglehold on it that they just don't allow anything magical in any of the films. So everything's like a historical piece or uh, like a crime film.
1: Well, right, my right. history had always been like. Very straight kung fu movies. This is my first time watching anything that fantastical, unless you count like Big yeah. Trouble in Little China, which I don't think counts.
2: Well, this directly influenced that, according to John Carpenter. So it's good reference.
0: I mean,
1: believe, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me.
0: Does it <laughs> have some some of the? Sorry, I guess we should uh, do <laughs> introductions. Uh, yeah, uh, really quick, Matt. I <laughs> don't even know what movie you're talking about. Luke. That's right. Mark, oh, we're waiting. Yes, it's Films and Filth. Mark, the guest is next to you.
2: Chuck Porterfield's here with us. Say hi, Chuck. Hello, uh, my name is uh, Chuck
3: Porterfield, and I do not follow directions well since you said to say hi. That's good. You'll fit in
2: perfectly here.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain. Not Zoo Warriors from 2001, which I watched 30
1: minutes of and wondered why the hell Mark wanted to do this movie. (laughs) Same. I didn't watch 30 minutes, but I watched a couple minutes. But this seems... Dry. <laughs> that, may, that may
2: have been when mainland China had taken control of stuff. Who knows?
0: So if you are watching this on YouTube, you're not. <laughs> this is, warning, warning, you're not watching this on YouTube. Archive.com, sure. YouTube, no. Well or archive.com. Hopefully.
2: Hopefully um, nobody watched the wrong thing.
0: Anyway, in my my just scanning over the wiki page to uh, respond to a few minutes ago did this have some of the same effects people? Cause it said they had American effects crews, uh, collaborating on this movie.
3: Well, it, it's funny. You should mention that because I, I don't have a lot of notes regarding this movie, but I do have notes on that. Um, so the, uh, visual effects supervisor on this movie was, uh, Robert Blalock, who was one of the, uh, count co-founders of industrial light and magic. And if you were to, uh, Watch the I think Chow Factory Blu-ray. It has an interview uh, with the visual effects consultant, Peter Curran, who was also a member of uh, uh, ILM. And from what I gather, um, uh, Chow Hawk, the director of this, uh, uh, wanted to uh, get uh, American expertise uh, in on, on designing the visual effects. One, because it would uh, create notoriety overseas. But uh, much like uh, how Peter Jackson um, worked to make lower-budget movies to build up Weta so that he could you know, dominate the uh, the New Zealand film industry, uh, Chow Hawk wanted to do something similar, at least uh, be able to build up his own effects studio. So yeah, he, uh, he got some Americans to uh, assist him uh, on this. The the effects were designed by uh, Hong Kong folks, but the actual execution and the uh, optical printing uh, was uh, guided by Americans.
0: Mm. So I
3: hope that helps your your comedy podcast this is because, boy, wasn't that fun.
0: That very answered my question. Okay. (laughs) No, no, this is not a fun. There's nothing fun about this movie. It is very serious. (laughs) Yeah, Um. Yeah, this is
2: definitely not the most fun movie that we've watched (laughs) <laughs> arguably the second most i don't know
0: oh wait i don't know if you're being sarcastic or not anymore wait, 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 i'm being sarcastic what's, what's number one fun
2: i was saying shin godzilla might be more fun than this but that's that's, a, that's
1: that, I, I love shin godzilla with all my heart i don't know if fun is ever the word i would use
2: i guess that's true i just think i just <laughs> like, immediately to- damn near had a
1: panic attack watching that film <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do so, have a
2: dark
0: sense of fun
1: um so I love it the when rain. the Prime Minister explodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh. um, besides besides watching the wrong version of this for a bit, I, I also had to do some research, which actually ended by me opening up my DVD case. And uh, I guess it's the, um, what is this type of movie called? Uh, you, you guys watch the, the How to... Yes, thank you. Okay, you guys watched the How to Say It videos with the director's name and stuff where I didn't have time for that shit. So. I, oh, I literally,
2: it was a song that I sent you by Sparks because Shao Huck is friends with Sparks and they put him on a song. Oh, yeah. You he put one said- of their songs on, at okay. the end of uh, Double Team with Dennis Rodman, which he also directed.
0: Okay, well, if you had said Spark song, I would have lit up a little more, but you
1: didn't. So, yeah, I no, swear you said, it said is Sparks the director explaining how to say his name? And I was like, well, yeah. that sounds boring. And you're going to say it before me anyway. So, I'll just copy you. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> I, d- I didn't even have a oh. copy
0: thought. I was just like, the director, um, you know, the- he's um, the director. Well, now you're not going to catch me because it's funnier that way. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, the song just has him going, I'm Shaw Hawk. I'm a film director. I make films. It's oh. just
2: like with the techno beat behind it. See, I was it's, it's
0: Like that that time Louis Bunuel teaches you to make a martini, which was useful but dry, yeah. both in documentary form and the martini. So, um, well, Sparks is all about de- defying
2: your expectations.
0: Anyway, I guess it's because it's the other film I saw in that genre, which I already forgot how to pronounce again. Which Busha Jet, Jet Lee's 1992. Uh, I uh, the title I know is the Kung Fu Caught Master, spelled C O L T on my DVD.
2: Oh cool, I mean, who knows? There, there's definitely some crossover here. I mean, Chowdhury did produce Black Mask, which is a pretty well-known. That's more of a grounded movie by Jet Li, but you know.
0: Well, now, now that I've watched this one, I'm like, oh, the Kung Fu Cult Master is straight up just ripping this off, including a guy who rolls around on a rock. So I mean, there's that's a lot of this Chinese there's thrilling,
2: bloody sword. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of these uh magic exploding sparkly things
0: my favorite kung fu movie i can't i have no clue what the name of it is because it was on the wu-tang collection i watched it and then i tried to show it to uh to to maddie and and it was like gone and i forgot the title so i'll never find it again but (laughs) it was even more ridiculous where like people just in the middle of conversations start every scene it's like 15 seconds of dialogue somewhere mid-sentence they just start sword fighting for five minutes then it cuts to a completely different setting with completely different people 15 seconds of dialogue five minute sword fight so that yeah. that was wonderful
2: that's what i'm into basically
3: so i i gotta uh i gotta ask um first off, i think uh i presume you guys have links and you know the name of the movie and everything on this but uh when i first mentioned this to somebody i said that the, the movie is called zoo warriors from the magic mountain they didn't think it was ZU, they thought it was ZOO, and so they thought it maybe was an animated movie about uh like a bunch of ass-kicking uh, animals,
1: like a kung and, fu panda type deal.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh so I we should clarify it's um uh, makes less sense than a lot of uh fighting animals. It's it's fighting mm-hmm. spirits, demons, uh and
1: uh wizards, red army soldiers. It- yeah. I feel like you're almost it's like you're all doing it deliberately when you keep saying zoo warriors it's like zoo warriors from magic mountain
0: <laughs> right but then but the way we say watched warriors. a little bit of zoo, wrong warriors. Is
1: zoo warriors <laughs>
0: yeah i thought it was it's like X, you and mark are it, which is cooler
2: like are we atlanta warriors or are we atlanta warriors from from the stone the mountain from the city yeah. you are
1: atlanta warriors but the film about you is atlanta Warriors well, from the racist city.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so also gonna throw uh, it out there before uh, we go too far from it. Kung A, Fu Panda. Pretty A, good.
0: A, yeah. i am I'm gonna be.
3: A racist city. Not the only one. Let's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <that's laughs> so the United States. Sure. <laughs> we have plenty of racist cities here. It's our biggest
0: <laughs> export. And hey, hey, Luke, didn't you didn't you say the English invented racism?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Everything wrong <laughs> with America export. you got from us. Yeah, it's true. We're. <laughs> We're
2: unoriginal and racist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two sins. Um. Anyway, Mark, out of all of the Hong Kong insanity, what, what was was the one that put this one over as the choice for a September generation? September generation. It's September and we're putting out this episode.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, it was just uh Chuck had me over to watch this because we'd watched a couple of other Shaw Hawk movies that were more of his historical things, and I was just like this is the best movie I've ever seen. And then I fell asleep and had to go. So I had to re- go back and watch, rewatch it because there's something about it. everyone had to leave. Chuck started the movie, like kind of right when it got dark and usually people don't, I don't know what it is. It lulled everyone. Well,
3: there was, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a while. So there was like a half an hour of uh gabbing and yakking and uh glad handing and uh bat back, back patting. And, you know general friendliness which is fine but when you're like me and Doesn't you're programming sound like movies, it's fine you you want <laughs> i want the, i want my fucking movie to start i mean you know humans are great and all but movies are eternal and so you, you know let them uh, they had to get that shit out of the way anyway stop your circle
0: and jerking I, and I, watch yeah. the Warriors. yes yeah.
2: i honestly yeah. think something about it is so like it's so it hits a certain frequency that it really did sort of like weirdly make everyone have to leave, which <laughs> I makes me like it more.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only, uh, people that lasted throughout, uh, the whole film, uh, was, uh, my friends, Bob and Kaylee and Bob speaks, uh, Mandarin and some Cantonese. So for him, this was like, Oh, it was, he was so delighted to, to get to see a movie at somebody's house where they had the subtitles on. And he could uh quietly judge the accuracy of the translations, and then of <laughs> course my wife had to stay up because she's like, I don't want to leave Chuck outside by himself.
0: So, how were the translations?
3: Uh they seem to be quite good. He was very pleased with it.
0: Oh, really? This... Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a very new release
2: that we were watching, right? Like yes. Yeah, there's a new new Blu-ray, newish.
1: Also, if it was made with like some American production and stuff. I assume they bothered to do the translation properly.
2: Yeah, it's not like I, it was
1: bought up after the fact and just they slapped any other translation on it, right?
2: Yeah, there there are a lot of Stephen Chow movies that are absolute half-assed because they didn't think any American people would watch it. There's one where he keeps saying, I want to suicide over and over. <laughs> a lot of them <laughs> just ridiculous. Get in line, pal. But, is that yeah. my
0: chemical I, romance song or something?
2: <laughs> maybe.
3: I, I think also... Uh, it it uh as far as translations go it benefits from the fact that since it is a a fantasy film and honestly i consider uh, i i think of it more as a fantasy than a kung fu movie which we could talk about later but but uh because of that it means there's sort of like a formal language usage you know it's uh it, it, every everybody is when they're speaking they're not speaking in any kind of uh colloquial slang or anything like that so mm-hmm. Um, you know, it probably probably makes it easier to be uh, more accurate in a translation.
0: Yeah, I think I do find this fantasy more appealing than like Western style fantasy for maybe partly because of that, because that doesn't come through when I'm watching it because I don't know formal Chinese. and And also this is just so colorful and whack and there's lots of firecrackers. So I don't know. I think part
2: of it, a big part of what makes it more appealing is that in this fantasy, people are all really mean to each other, which helps keep you engaged because I think maybe Western fantasy has a little bit too much of a tendency to be like, wow, what's that? And then someone's like, come this way. And it's just sort of uh, goes this one's like, I hate B. you
0: because you exist. And then they shoot like bl- fireballs at you.
2: Well, so. think of Alice in Wonderland. That's a timeless classic. And everybody is just trying to kill everyone else the entire time.
1: Mm. So, so I mean, if we're talking really... fantasy of this period, then yeah, it pities all over anything the West was doing. Yeah.
0: So, so uh, I wrote... oh, go ahead.
3: Uh, I was going to say, you know, the uh, I this this may shock you, but I have not read the book series that the that this films are uh, uh, that this film is based on. I said films because they're actually uh, your Zoo Warriors, which you mentioned later. Uh, plus, there was a couple of television series that all stem uh that, that all like derived from this mythology um i i, I can kind of compare that in, i guess in a way to tolkien uh except in in this case i think this is so non-linear uh because of its vastness that they were able to just kind of like pick and choose which which parts of it they wanted uh to to focus on but in a way it's also kind of like if uh like the, if you were to just uh randomly watch an avengers movie and have not seen any of the other films before you might might be a little confused as to who the uh, characters were but i i feel like this movie um even though we're we're like being dropped in the middle of a world that we don't understand um and even though people are kind of dicks to each other you still have a pretty clear idea of of what the overall story is i think there's plot points that are confusing as fuck but i think the overall narrative of the movie makes perfect sense i yeah. did
0: write several times my notes though um glad i'm not writing the summary i think i wrote that about three times <laughs> so uh, uh mark
2: okay uh disclaimer this may not be entirely accurate because i had nothing to plagiarize it from <laughs> um, right D. ming is caught up in an endless series of violent conflicts between warriors wearing different colored outfits. When his own blue army basically turns on him for no reason, he ends up teaming up with Chang-Mei, a guy from the Red Army, since it turns out that they're basically neighbors. Together, they manage to survive attacks from several other colors, but D. ming gets away while Chang-Mei is left behind. Then demon key ends up inside a cave where he's attacked by evil spirits and then saved by a powerful monk named ding yin he begs ding, ding yin to help him save the world from endless war or to let him be his disciple but ding is not having it meanwhile another monk who ding also does not like uh zhao ru shows up with his disciple yi zhen the four of them end up in a conflict with the blood demon who ends up copying ding yin's visage and poisoning zhao ru their master Longbrows shows up and says he can hold the blood demon at bay but they need to quest to find the green and purple swords to stop the blood demon. Along the way, they stop at a fort where a countess is able to cure Zhao Ru, and Di Ming and Yi Zhen are basically promoted. But soon Ding Yin is pos- possessed, and the entire place is frozen with Ding Yin and Zhao Ru trapped inside. Di Ming and Yi Zhen continue their quest and find Heaven's Blade, a man who chained himself to a boulder to block evil from entering our realm. He directs them to Li Ki Yi, who gives them the two swords. They're told that the swords are most powerful when combined, but they must never be combined unless their minds are in perfect unison. They finally face off against the blood demon, manage to destroy him with help from Longbrows and the Countess. All wars are over and all men are at peace.
0: That's a happy ending. Yeah, that didn't make any
1: sense. And I watched the movie. Okay. That's yeah, a short <laughs> version, though. No, 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 that'll tracks. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're just racist. <laughs> and, and, uh,
3: <laughs> I'm I'm looking at your your text here. I wanna. I, I guess I'm kind of like looking at it. I think it's important to point out that from the uh, from the name Deeming uh, Key at the very beginning, all the way to the word among, which is about half of half of that paragraph, is technically one like 35 minute scene. The, the, the movie has like a, like <laughs> a, you know, yeah. kind of like a prelude at the beginning where you get to see some miniatures of mountains. And after that, it is a, like a long ass chase scene that never really lets up. And you don't really get a chance to breathe in, until
2: like, a, like a third of the way through the film.
1: Well, possibly controversial.
2: I could have watched a whole movie of just the wacky color army guys.
1: Yeah, I, I was assuming that's what the film was going to be, and I was like, oh, this is going to be like a comedic rump.
2: Yeah. I mean, but it was still funny, but that ways. was like the... Yeah, that was more of the, the Monty Python political satire thing at the beginning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... I, I I think I should... The only thing I think you got wrong, I think only one of the two masters is a monk.
2: Hmm, you could be right.
1: His master was just like a warrior. Because they called yeah. the other one monk all the time. And made yeah. fun of him for being vegetarian.
0: <laughs> I just got two people monks that starts getting confusing.
2: Yeah, he's, he's yeah. I guess um, I guess Ding was trying to kind of hook up with the Countess, which a monk wouldn't do, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was laying on the moves pretty thick.
2: Yeah. Too bad about
0: both of them being dead.
2: But anyway,
1: I I also have a note. So sure that I... doesn't stop you and Zoo. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Why not? I did not watch Rise of Skywalker again, but I did do, like, I listened to people watching it, right, on a podcast who they didn't like it. Wait, you listened point.
2: to a podcast where people were watching it on the podcast?
0: Yeah, so I didn't have to watch it again, right? Okay. Weird. <laughs> so, I was like, I sent you guys my one fix after doing that. I was like, at the end, there's a post credit scene where Palpatine is still alive and cackles over the studio logo. So that that's one fix. <laughs> the other one is just take this script, uh, change the names, and make this the, the last star wars movie
2: yeah sure. there's so much you can do with star wars you can make 25 kung fu movies out of star wars they almost did in rogue one but not yeah. enough
0: but mm. uh i i guess i guess that is to say you know that multi-colored whack energy you get in the newer ones you know you wouldn't get them so much in the originals of course but uh well as the, the, something the that Ruby kind of ruined
2: changed. kind of even further ruined phantom menace for me was that i recently saw a video that analyzes that You know, you always think that there's the cool lightsaber battle at the end and analyzes how everyone in that lightsaber battle is just like not hitting each (laughs) other.
1: My dad pointed that out to me like 20 years ago, and we've always made fun of that. (laughs) Are you talking about the one with like the robot voice? Uh,
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like
1: the safety video, like never swing your lightsaber directly at your opponent. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, just in case. (laughs) It's so
0: funny. (laughs) Those things probably bounced, but but my point is kind of that that movie was kind of incoherent. This movie is pretty incoherent. I mean, in a mm. way, like like there, I guess there is a narrative thrust, like like Chuck was saying that. You yeah, follow, like so. you guys
1: keep saying it's incoherent. It, it, I don't think it was that incoherent. They are like, you got to go get these swords, and then they got distracted at the first place they found that had chicks.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pacing was just weird because sort of the main dramatic stuff kind of was crammed into 20 minutes at the end and you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time at the fort with the chicks which is fine i mean it's a kung fu movie and also the the fun like color-coded war guys
0: maybe we should it, get back to the is it a kung fu movie because uh, yeah it doesn't really yeah it's i mean there's
2: I mean,
3: I mean a lot of the
0: wire work even is just people flying around but not
1: not Kung no, the there are enough scenes of Kung Fu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. Well, but are there? I mean, there's the opening uh battles between the warriors where they're uh are sword fighting, which is uh if you're being generous, a form of uh uh kind of like a focused part of Kung Fu. But after that, any uh, uh any any combat going on after that is, is more like uh, like blasting lasers from your sword or it turning into That's a true. giant giant wind winding fan that can go flying around and blasting apart red light ravens and stuff, i guess because is, i hadn't
1: seen much fantasy yeah version like i've only seen very grounded kung fu movies what this really reminded me of was anime
2: yeah there's a lot I like, of like sort in of a very ball dragon ball way at yeah. the
1: start of the film they're just fighting with swords but before you know it, everyone's shooting beams and doing magic attacks and
2: has has anyone around. here has have any of you seen Super Inframan?
1: No. Yet.
2: It's like a Shaw Brothers uh it's like a Shaw Brothers collab with Toho. To- Toho, is that the right that's the right studio. That's the Godzilla yeah. one, right? Yeah. So yeah, it basically is like a Kung Fu Kaiju movie. Okay. I may bring to this podcast someday. I'm intrigued. It is, it is amazing, but <laughs> yeah, there's cross pollination there, um, and I'd say that I've seen a lot more like wacky, like problematic, uh, comedy kung fu movies from sort of after this. But I do love the fantasy stuff because it's just, it's just, bat shit.
1: Like, well, it's I mean, just batshit. Like, I sort of like. I primarily like, see myself as a Jackie Chan guy, so it's more the yeah, his kind of comedy and criminals and whatnot
2: i mean he just how far jackie chan takes it makes his movies batshit sort of by default mm. i would say he does he, I mean,
1: he does touch on fantasy occasionally yeah for Did sure. that one with Jet Li. It, he a, made a, fantasy a...
3: mission
2: force
3: <laughs> i mean and, yeah let's just which is not really fa- anyway sorry there's no
2: i mean the, <laughs> i'll see myself out i mean jackie they draw a dra- direct line from jackie chan to like the jet wacky jet lee movies and the steven chow stuff. i mean have you guys seen jet lee's like comedy work
0: a long time yeah. ago probably with yeah. you or something <laughs> probably i probably made you watch. Of yeah I a lot of it's really it.
2: funny <laughs> like oh, okay crazy
0: because he
2: it's where they ended up like this super badass heavy guy when he came to hollywood because mm. he at times was just absolutely hysterical well, i know well, it might be in, in the China. same
1: way that jackie chan was such a comedian because he didn't want to be bruce lee Maybe yeah. Jet Li was very serious because he didn't want to be Jackie Chan.
0: But ah, so That makes sense. Last he also has that look. China, right? he, uh, mm-hmm. he fights in a chicken costume at the end. Yeah, the
2: chicken versus the centipede.
0: Yeah, That's fantastic. That's one of my amazing. favorite movie fights.
2: Yeah, didn't you show me that one where he was like taking orders from a glowing ball in the forest or
0: something? I think that might be the um, Kung Fu cult Master one I was telling you about.
2: Yeah, whatever that was, it was amazing. Which
0: at the time, we thought was played like dragon ball the movie just like you were saying and i i yeah. even wonder if it was like another take on the book mostly because i remember the dude rolling around on a like old man rolling around on a ball was also in that which could just be a yeah. a cultural thing i don't know like how you know we get like you know trolls or something and, and frozen well we get old there. men with
1: staffs they get old men rolling around on bulls right
2: yeah <laughs>
3: Uh so l- let me ask y'all uh from a uh from a cinematic standpoint, do you uh see uh as I do a, a relationship? I mentioned Peter Jackson earlier, and, mm. and part of that is because when I think of the early films of Peter Jackson, I I have to feel that he is uh heavily influenced by this movie, not necessarily um, you know, by the content as much as uh, he's really big fan of using fisheye lens and, um, a lot of the, uh, the way he cuts his movies seem really in, uh, in line with this movie. Lots of, uh, kind of extreme close uh, which he, he never really got tired of doing that. He's always have like creatures, like jumping towards the camera. But, uh, um, I'm wondering, do you think that that is sort of a, an Eastern part of the world? like a 90s kind of uh an aesthetic you you am i out of my fucking mind here on this or i I guess Um,
0: i would put that on the feebles uh brain dead and dead alive but probably nothing i'd like i'm thinking about the frighteners by that point i would probably say no um,
2: frighteners (laughs) is hollywood as hell you gotta go before that really yeah yeah so right down to the spotty cgi which may look may 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 have aged well. I just doubt it has.
0: And Lord of the rings doing fantasy. And I, I infamously yeah. have only been halfway through. I've only done one of the two towers. I've not done both of the towers. So well, I, I, mean, I could be missing something, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it applies to that. But thinking, of, especially Feebles and Deadly Alive. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, I can see that. I, the way I
2: see it is that fellowship of the ring had a lot more horror in it. And it sort of seemed to shake off the horror as it went. And I have no idea if that was intentional, but it may have been intentional.
0: He was shaking it off like Taylor, yeah. I yeah. have
1: never seen mm. a Peter Jackson film from before The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, boy. You should definitely watch Dead Alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put yeah. it on this podcast and I yeah. will. I'm not going to go watch it on my own time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you like yeah. Evil Dead 2, you'll enjoy Dead Alive because it's basically yeah. just a hyper amped up version of that. But, but mm. do look for
3: the the Brain Dead cut, which is the New Zealand cut, which is a little bit longer um and it is it is fucking bonkers uh he also uh unrelated uh, he made a uh a mo- mockumentary i think it's 50 minutes long called forgotten silver which if you uh since you guys are clearly into film you'd get a big kick out of forgotten silver because the whole conceit of it is he's just discovered this uh early new zealand filmmaker pioneer who pioneered everything uh, tracking shots, color, sound, um, and it's just filled with all kinds of uh, film history jokes. Yeah. Just, and just like this movie, Zoo: colon, Warriors from the Magic Mountain, I first saw it at Cinefest Film Theater at Georgia State University.
0: Yeah. That is where I saw Let's Dead Alive. And the truth too. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. we
2: both saw Dead Alive at the same time there.
0: That may maybe be the
2: case. Maybe the Were you holding there. entrals? uh no we we took marta there i remember that okay that's all i remember it's, there probably were some entrails there yeah it's
1: i'm smarter, i'm hoping to go to a movie marta. with,
3: with learn uh, robot anyway never mind
1: <laughs> go watch. Um, I, I these are all accident recommendations guys but you know i'm just gonna watch king Kong again instead
2: yeah that's the thing is that luke isn't really that into film
3: he's okay. just gonna watch <laughs> yeah. King Kong. Again. that's
1: kind of the point of this podcast is like yeah. we're doing the top 100 films on imdb because i haven't seen any of them
3: <laughs> which 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 king kong are you watching
1: i mean any of the any of them but in this case i guess peter jackson
2: okay <laughs> so you don't you don't really hold anything against peter jackson's king kong that's the sort of controversial. No, i fucking love
1: that film matt's always okay. like oh it's long i'm like no make it longer i want more king kong
2: oh <laughs> chuck and i have mutuals who absolutely despise it i i maintain that the only problem is that the first hour is too long and jack black is miscast and the, I do think, I think Andy Jack Black Serkis... is great.
1: And I think the first hour establishes the setting, which didn't need establishing in the original because it was just when it was made. Yeah,
2: fair enough. But I also think Andy Circus should have won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Like that was the main attraction for me.
0: I do think so good. I mean, Zoo Warriors belongs in in the conversation about the most batshit movies ever made, I think, right? Uh yeah. wh- oh, where do you yeah. want to where do you want to rank it? I mean, what's what's can we number think
2: of 355 on the bat? list? I don't know. What, no, what it, it, I mean, what is that list? Like I, you can't just say a list, invoke a list, and then yeah. What, well, what, I'm just give like, a minute here.
0: <laughs> is it top top one hundred? Maybe. I don't know. Of, of batshit movies. We're talking batshit. Sure. I really don't
1: movies. think it's that batshit, Matt. I think you, it's just like culturally not what you're used to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like,
1: the guy's floating with fire. for like 10 the pace, minutes. Yeah, because yeah, he's
0: possessed is by weird. a demon. <laughs> like,
2: yeah.
1: the Pacing is weird, head,
2: but I knew... you
1: know, If I his head rotated and he vomited, you wouldn't bat an eyelid.
3: But I, I do think even within the context of Hong Kong cinema, this was a uh, considered as was all of the, uh, the new wave, uh, the Hong Kong new wave filmmakers and particularly uh, Hawk, uh this was a huge departure from uh, what, what had previously been experienced. Now, if you look at, you know, Kung Fu movies um, uh, there, there was oftentimes elements of uh, magic or sorcery sometimes involved in them that none of them amped up the, uh the use of of uh sorcery and special effects to this degree which is part part of why it was uh like such a recognized movie it it wasn't a huge success in hong kong when it came out financially but it was a huge critical success and won all uh, all kinds of awards uh because they just hadn't seen anything like it now whether that means the movie is batshit crazy or not i don't know but i mean i think that um, I I think uh, you know any any movie that really like breaks the norm, um maybe maybe that I don't I don't know what you guys are calling batshit crazy. Well, I was about to say uh-huh. that's
0: it's kind of like my my tripometer thing from the Twilight Zone. For me, they're flashing you know colorful lights at me the entire time. Uh-huh. So to me, that's mm-hmm. batshit. Luke, I think you're thinking more story wise, which um yeah. Which maybe that's not, I mean, that is just kind of a standard fantasy quest, right? So maybe that's mm-hmm. not the, the, the batshit part, but well, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm talking thing, visually.
2: I, I feel like there there's a certain level of quality. Like Kung Fu movies usually do not look expensive, but there's a certain level of craftsmanship with like the camera work and the editing. And I guess generally the script execution that is in generally just a cut above what we would get in the West almost ever, just because these guys were making like 30 movies a year. <laughs> like everyone <laughs> like who knows who exactly worked on this, but there's usually just sort of a workmanship with these. That's just, you know, part part of why it works with just crazy flying around stuff is everything is perfectly executed. You never feel like you see somebody fly up and then you don't see where they land, which is mm. itself more than we would get from a Marvel film now.
0: And there were a few sets as well where I was like, Holy shit, they had to build that, you know, because now we get what the uh the what's the big virtual reality boxes they use for mats now?
2: The the, the format or something? Is that
0: what, what it is? That that's that Mandalorian kind of made uh, popular, right? And it's, it's in called all the, Marvel the films and stuff. Uh that thing. Okay. It's well, called Marvel, the thing.
3: The volume. It's, it's called the, the volume. Here I right. okay. okay I right almost right I almost there. had it.
0: Because these um, sets had some volume and, um, you know, I'm trying to check hey. out what's a matte painting, yeah. too, because uh, I, I was just rewatching uh, Aliens recently mm-hmm. and you realize in the hangar, if you know to look for it, they're standing in front of the world's most obvious matte painting ever. Like you could literally be like, oh, I see where this is just the wall in a studio and they put the boxes there and they're sitting there and, and it looks and yeah, if you pay any attention to the film craft, you're like, oh, my, that's definitely a matte painting. I never noticed till the most recent viewing, so it works if you're not looking for it.
3: Uh, yeah, I had uh, a
1: thought, and then you you went off too long.
0: <laughs>
3: Whoops. Re- regarding the uh, the sets, uh, the um, the I, I'm every time I see this, I'm astonished by the the blood demons uh, temple um, and and everything about that scene. Really, the uh, the first like even to this day like you know uh uh, when i see just those two glowing eyes start appearing and then flying around and then it's there it's it's almost like glowing gems in rags and they're some of the like uh spookiest creepiest uh uh infernal forces i've ever seen uh and you know and they and you and you see them in levels first it's just the eyes but then eventually they start developing like full bodies and it's there it's a pretty intense terrifying uh scene that really switches from the comedy to to something pretty horrific which i think would later serve uh Xiao hawk well when he when he made um a chinese ghost story but other horror movies following after that like like mr vampire and all that stuff i think really uh owes a lot of debt to this film hmm
0: Yeah, I did notice it became a completely red and black movie for like
1: three straight minutes, which I thought was great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the, uh... the designs and everything were all very unique. And you mentioned just now, like, comparing it to like a Marvel action scene. And I think what I like about it and what I want from superhero stuff, but it so rarely gives me, is like everyone's power was unique and looked different and worked different. And seeing them all interact with each other was fun. So, like, she's doing her move with the ribbons. He's doing the stuff where his sword flies around. The monks doing the stuff with like he's got all of his beads and whatnot. And then like some characters are shooting beans. Some characters are shooting birds. Some characters are using their eyebrows. <laughs> it's like it's, that's what you want from like a good X Men fight scene, right? Is this guy's power works this away, This guy's power works that way. How they're going to bounce off each other?
0: Yeah, it's about safe for comic books, exactly.
2: and and you want your x-men movie to have like less than 10 x-men and that's basically what this is this is it's Hmm. a relatively small cast which works is makes it also makes it easier to follow everything but
0: not as few as three that was just weird (laughs) what three
2: x-men three
0: the first no the first x-men movie only has three x-men basically and then rogue kind of like you know bundles up with them which eh, three that was a good movie it was okay
2: you don't think it was good
0: Two had a proper amount of X-Men. They had like five
1: or six. That's 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 the perfect number. Two is a big jump from one, I think.
2: I I think two is better than one, but I still think one is better than three or what, twelve, thirteen? <laughs> I don't uh, whatever. <laughs> so I
1: I don't know if Best this X-Men is, movie is Deadpool Two.
2: I actually kind of co sign that or Logan, one of those.
0: <laughs> oh come on, Deadpool two over Logan. It's more fun.
2: Logan, but Logan is so. I mean, I know it's super on the nose that everybody's like, it's an R-rated movie, so everybody's like, "Fuck you, Logan, you piece of shit." But <laughs> and then he just tears people's faces off. But I loved it. It was. So, it was I I didn't crazy. see
1: Logan until I told heard everyone on earth tell me it was the best film I've ever made. Yeah. So by the time I watched it, I was like, oh, it was fine. Yeah, that yeah was it's pretty not, much the page. It's I not was spectacular.
2: On well. It's not spectacular, but I just thought it was a fun way to do if you're gonna make a movie where the guy has claws that come out of his skin then maybe let him just tear people's faces off i guess my fuck all the time
0: does anybody want to re-watch logan
1: uh <laughs> next
0: question okay that that's where I, we'll, i'll, prob- we'll I'll probably
1: up. like watch it in the respect when hugh jackman finally passes away <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: or when they recast Wolverine as somebody terrible, and then you're like, oh, no.
1: Daniel Radcliffe, that's who the chat's about at the moment.
2: Cool, we'll make it.
1: That, he at least can do he's it. appropriate height. He
2: is... I, I stand Daniel Radcliffe. He can do whatever he wants.
1: That's uh, why he won't do a Marvel film, though.
2: Yeah. I don't know if this
3: fits into the format of your show, but let me ask you guys... Uh, so We have no we,
1: format. Do what you want.
3: All right. So, when... the the aforementioned evening in which uh, Mark fell asleep on my uh, carport, the way that worked is uh, I had given a friend um, uh, like a list of movies to choose from and she selected one from that list. That way it's sort of like a collaborative uh, programming kind of thing. Um, So that being said, uh, who would you recommend this movie to or what do you think would be the ideal setting for watching this movie for if, if you have for your your listeners out there um how should they uh
1: consume this this is def what? like i watched this alone on a bus that was not the setting okay. this is definitely a film you watch with your friends this is a party film i think yeah I,
0: I think perfect one would be that this is playing in a dive bar that is called the devil's turf
2: all right that's really
1: good if any dive bar owners are listening? <laughs> Devil's
0: turf. If 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 you don't I want mean, if you don't want to put the devil in, then call it Shiver Me Timbers. I don't.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's really going on anymore. But for a while, Grindhouse Burgers here in Atlanta would always show kung fu movies on their screen, so you could eat burgers and watch stuff like this.
0: But actually, so, I, yeah, I think a bar or a restaurant where you're kind of half paying attention to it might be the best. Milu for, and it's got the subtitles
1: on, so you can pay a little yeah. if
0: you feel like it,
1: right? No, I yeah. think it's, you've been for a night on the town, and you've all just gotten back to someone's apartment, and this is the film you put on while you're winding down, and some of you fall asleep, and one or two of you make it all the way through the film, but you're all giggling at it.
2: You're all on drugs. And as like, you're getting
1: more and more sleepy, it's making less and less sense.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and then you take that mm-hmm. 5 minute cat nap and you're just completely lost right like why is this mm-hmm. even happening that's that's always the fun feeling yeah
2: yeah someone calls and you you're you're barely awake but you've haven't slept and you're convinced that it's actually like the the whatever the blood demon calling you hmm.
0: so so many 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 tabs guy there uh where did this hey. actually rate on the uh, imdb
2: oh well funny you would ask that it rated at six point six.
0: I they should give it one more. Six point six six. Yeah. Just
1: take it. Yeah.
2: Take, <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, there's no three there's no second uh decimal, but we could, you know, take I it to six point nine. So. That's what I keep suggesting mm, for everything.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, we got the devil shit here though, the blood demon. So yeah. I like the I wanted some Satan in it. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool so i, get, I was like, listening
1: that'd... to um like a podcast yesterday where they were reading bad two sentence horror stories mm-hmm. but one of them was one of the best things i've ever heard where it was the devil offered me eternal life for in exchange for all my future children he started sucking and didn't stop <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes,
0: I agree. That's that's great. Yeah, it's the monkey paw twist. Yeah, (laughs) monkeys paw nipple. I don't know the monkeys nipple.
2: Monkeys nipple. Monkeys
0: have nipples. I think I'm sure they do. Uh, Yeah, they're they're probably just really tough. Mm, Right, right, right. Okay. Um. So six point six. I mean, that's pretty well regarded for a genre film. That's not a bad genre film.
1: Uh, rating. I think.
2: I mean, I'm looking at Show for also, a user always... review
1: rating for a foreign language film. That's really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're they're most of his films are around that or lower. Um, I'm looking at see if anything jumps out. Double Team sits at four point eight. Mm. Um, I don't think I ever saw that. Zoo Warriors two thousand. I didn't either. I kind of want to now. My um, dad took me to see it in the theater. Cool. Yeah. Was it good? Uh, No, no, no,
1: but (laughs) I've seen films called Double Team, but I think it was different.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he may have directed that too, but it's not showing up on IMDb. I need to go to to AMDb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, the movie he did two movies before this has a 7.4 and it's called Dangerous Encounters of the First Kind. And the summary says, Three lazy bones friends manufacture a firebomb and place it in a cinema. Pearl, a sadistic young girl, has observed the scene, follows the bombers, and starts to manipulate them. The four criminals plan more and more daring acts. Which that sounds fantastic.
0: You say um lazy bones? Lazy bones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's the weird just they're if they're, <laughs> they're taking enough initiative to plan a bomb in a cinema, that doesn't seem that lazy.
2: I I'm looking at the screen and it looks what? like an Papering. awesome exploitation seventies crime film. So I am going to say, I'm going to get around to this at some point.
0: Okay. Um, well, gee, while, while, while you're tabbing, did you say you did not see a one or a 10, a 10 or a one? I
2: think I, I scrolled around and I think I found a 10, but not a. I I found a one that didn't have any text.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's the, the biggest fuck you of all. I give you one and my silence. Okay. I mean, there's here like there's a review
2: that says seven out of ten. It just says "crazed chaos warriors." Warning: spoilers. And there's no text. Like oh, I think okay. they just some people just fuck up and don't write anything, and they well, think they, they
0: did. They have a stroke at their computer, so they don't. But they they fall on the enter key, so that goes. Well, I got some stuff here. I got um. Uh, well, there's a one I found a one, but confused, right? Yeah, I guess I'll read it because I'm looking at it. Frankly, I'm Go confused that this movie has such a high rating from other users. I am a huge fan of Hong Kong period action, fantasy, swordplay films, but I just couldn't get into this movie. I kept waiting for it to get better, but unfortunately, it just got worse. So much is said about the groundbreaking special effects, but I felt like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon. On paper, this movie should have been great. With an, uh, produced by Ups. Yeah, now I should learn how to say his name. Shawhawk. 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 It's like shell. Think about Chow. when you're if you're eating with a bird, Chowhawk. Shit. okay. I Chowhawk. I, I already forgot again. And an all-star cast. Too bad the plot was so silly bad. I would definitely recommend the movie Deadful Melody, aka Deadly Melody. Deadful Melody is a better title, isn't it? Over this one. Better fight scenes, better humor, colorful, well played characters, and a plot that makes sense. That's a six out of fifteen found it helpful. So yeah. I don't know. I they gave well, it I feel a like I, I mean, they of a review. Yeah,
1: that wasn't actually like nonsense. Like they had some kind of point there.
0: And it was grammatically correct, which is not always the case with these. <laughs> and,
3: and I will I will give them credit also for uh stating here is a movie that I think is preferential. If this is what you're into, here's a preferential thing. But uh and but also I don't understand in like A one star review for anything i mean that would have to be like like nine hours of of like fuzz right like that and that 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 would i would give that one star
1: what one of the big problems with um these websites if a film has higher reviews they get it in their head that they're like the arbiter of taste and they must correct the review scores so then they'll give it a one to like try and adjust the average
3: I, I, which is know, why i hate
1: the public and i hate these websites
3: i <laughs> yeah. i have a movie listed on the internet movie database that i thought i i think i gave a seven and i thought well wow, this is a really good movie i'm gonna give it a seven because i'm well you know not not 10 but it's mm. really good you know i'll give it a will give my own movie a seven and uh the uh lead actor in the film was <laughs> very disheartened that i gave it oh. anything other than a 10 but anyway you can well, give a gentleman yeah,
0: six. I give it a gentleman <laughs> six. That that works, right?
2: I mean, we we know a lot of people who make movies and they the the gamut of like where they how they react to the bad reviews is all different and I think it's sort of like a personal thing and you can't like judge people for it. But yeah, it's like people take it very differently depending on how they how they are. I don't know how else to say that. I know there's I mean... definitely people who are like yeah bring on the bad reviews i don't care <laughs> and then there are people who are like i can't look at them
0: i mean realistically i'd probably say this one is a gentleman six right it's not i had a good time watching it I, I, you might like it better than me that's fine I mean, um you know it's I, interesting six is good in this case 6.6 seems yeah. reasonable as the uh, actual you know that, that that's about where i am on this um one of my all-time favorite movies is The Trip and sitting here, that's in my personal top 10, but I'm like, well, on an objective rating, it's probably like an eight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd give The Trip a six probably, but it's like, I I totally understand that. But I'd also give this an eight, but it's like, I'd give it an eight because it's a mess. If it was was like a little less messy, it might be a 10 for me, Mm. (laughs) but that's fine because it doesn't have to be perfect because it's just ambitious. I like ambition. And I also like the feeling of the idea of somebody's just taking a crazy play set of action figures and just kind of mashing them together, which is also nails.
0: I'm also noticing that's the first time any of us, and I'm not saying we should start doing this, but that's the first time any of us actually put a number rating on a film we reviewed on this podcast, like ourselves doing it. (laughs) No, I know you're not. not. It's fine. I I was just (laughs) like, I was just trying to make a point by, by making my assessment there, but yeah, I I, no, I don't think we should be putting numbers on it. Let the, let the, let the masses do that. And we can make fun of the numbers they put on it, you know? Oh, well,
2: yeah, from, and I have that. Oh, sorry,
0: guys.
1: From ahead. the archive.org um, page where I watched this video, there are three comments underneath it. Stoner Weird said on July 18th, 2022, Hell
0: yeah. See, as well Max I say, Bassett was Stoner <laughs> Weird should have been the. Uh, in April
1: 26, the... 2023, said, Badass. <laughs> and then Robot yeah. Boy seventy six on May second, twenty twenty three said, "I concur with the sentiments of the two previous reviewers." <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, hell yeah! Would you have reviews. liked this
3: movie when you were thirteen?
1: Oh god, yeah, of course. This is exactly what I'd have liked.
2: I think I would have liked it better. I think I would have liked it less when I was thirteen than when I was say
1: eighteen. No, uh, like... probably same. But I still would have enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, because I was—I'd have uh, lost my mind
1: kid. if I watched it when I was like eight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was—I wasn't a big fantasy person when I was a, a kid. I, like it always kind of made my brain kind of flicker off. I don't, yeah, but I that's can't... just because the fantasy
1: was bad when you were a kid.
2: I think it was just because I kind of had a tough childhood, and it felt like maybe escapism was too painful or something. I don't know how to explain it. I liked grounded crime films. No, well, that's it. a
1: lot of a lot of the '80s fantasy was too on the nose about being escapism, right? It was like never-ending yeah. story stuff.
2: Yeah, I was. Yeah, it's like I I did enjoy like Wizard of Oz, but
0: secretly, I you know? did see Big Trouble when I was eight, and I guess it' pretty. I mean, it's that. I mean, it's I guess it's a little more uh, American palette since it's uh, John Carpenter, but I, I had a yeah, I had that sort of reaction, you know. I yeah, we watched I'd... a whole lot in the late '80s. Uh, I like they
2: live better when I was a kid. I think I've reversed that now. Like I like Big Big Trouble more now, but
0: no, Big Trouble um, was my favorite Carpenter for quite a long time. So yeah, and
2: and
3: Carpenter has even stated that he reached out to, uh, the the makers of Zoo Colon, Warriors from the Magic Mountain, uh, because he wanted to not only uh, pay, homage to the visuals and to the special effects. He he asked how they. Uh, like how they would film the stunts that were performed in it, because he mm. could tell that the execution of it was different than they would be done in Hollywood. And so he ended up getting a lot of uh, Hong Kong stunt people to be involved in the rigging and uh, everything here, just because he uh, this 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 is the kind of stuff you get when you watch those bonus features, um, because uh, what what Mark was speaking to earlier is like when you see somebody jump you see them land and so they Mm. were very specific in the way that they constructed that, that they would do that's that's oftentimes why each part of the uh movement would be so quickly edited because it would be like all right we get this full spin here and then they'll have to do another rig where they spin another direction and so all of that has to be shot in a way that it uh um the whole thing makes sense and so carpenter wanted to emulate that whole technique as well so um that's that's uh this was clearly a movie that he was in absolute love with um and so i i think it shows pretty pretty heavy and in big trouble
1: i remember even um a little later people talking about like john woo action films in comparison to like the arnie and stallone stuff where it's like arnie and stallone they just shoot a gun wildly and then you cut to some dudes dying, and you just you assume. Well, I guess he shot those guys. Whereas John Woo, very specifically, any shot fired, you know, who fired it or who sort of thing. Yeah, and I think that yeah, that maybe was a big difference between Hong Kong filmmaking and Western at the time. Well, a couple of weekends I think ago, my. Uh, oh, oh, uh, sorry to say, a say another weekends, uh, yeah. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh, another instance of these guys are making like thirty movies a year. So you probably they probably had like insanely talented veteran, like mm. storyboard. Choreographer people that go You keep doing the
0: same thing and you just like dress it up in you know different design, right? It puts the same mechanics Uh, of your your stun or whatever. Um I mean yeah, mastery. It's not mastery is pretty good sometimes. But I was gonna say uh two weekends ago, my my in-laws were downstairs (laughs) watching um (laughs) my in-laws were downstairs watching last action here, which I haven't seen for a really long time. And it was on the the Mm. car chase scene when they're still in the movie world. And yeah. I, I was just like enraptured by that that car chase scene. It was like I hadn't seen the movie for 20 years and I was just like fully newly entertaining and plays better now. I guess now that maybe culture is more ironic and it makes more sense now than it did in 93. I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, I See, think that film was way ahead of its time.
2: Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it when it came out, but I re rewatched True Lies recently and I thought that aged kind of worse than I expected it to. I mean, mm. it was still like a perfectly executed film, but it was weirdly awkward and none of the sp- secret agent stuff felt like it made sense. Well, after well, just, you were out, Schwarzenegger and has never made agent. sense
1: as a secret agent because he's fucking huge. Yeah. And well, also,
2: and Tom Arnold was kind of bad. It was just sort of like a weirdly executed thing. and And Jamie Lee Curtis was sort of like weirdly, awkwardly hot i don't know it was was a weird it was a weird experience but i also was on uh morphine so i don't know Mm.
1: speaking of jamie lee curtis and morphine i watched knives out at the weekend with my girlfriend and you remember i I was talking about during Godzilla, like how it's so fun that she like reacts to films Mm -hmm. she couldn't handle the tension of that film like (laughs) he was so frustrated at the characters so that like he was just like writhing around at one point she just lied completely <laughs> supine and was like i'm not looking at the screen it was <laughs> oh, like i mentioned
2: <laughs> that's uh like i mentioned i'm uh my mom loves watching like murder she wrote and Columbo and monk and stuff like that so i was like let's watch glass onion which i hadn't watched mm. and i was like she did a great great job of following it i was like wow this is i felt like that took it to another level like I thought Knives Out was a perfectly executed kind of conventional murder mystery, but then Glass Onion was like the the actual like meta thing. I don't know. This was
1: only my second time watching Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And I had it obviously Glass Onion is way more of a comedy.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's just way more of uh just kicking Elon Musk in the balls for two yeah. hours, yeah. which I which really obviously
1: I'm very on board with. Yeah. I mean, I um, want to watch a film of literally that.
2: But it also might have been that just watching a bunch of Murder She Wrote made softened my brain up, and then putting that <laughs> into my brain was like just delicious, protein rich food.
1: But I don't know. Murder She Wrote has a little to... cameo in knives out as
2: well. Oh, really? um Yeah. um Yeah. I expected it to break my mom's brain, but she did pretty well with it. So nice. yeah, that was cool.
0: My cousin was in an episode of Murder. She wrote. I think she got stabbed oh. by Angela Lansbury or something.
2: Wait, what? Angela Lansbury doesn't stab. She she commits all the murders. Why do you think that town has so many murders? <laughs> is that the big reveal at the series finale that I missed? Yes. <laughs> it is pretty insane that this murder novelist constantly is just at murders, right? <laughs> and that's really <laughs> crazy. Like, what if? I mean, I know Stephen King was was. I don't know killed like a, a guy with his car once but like imagine if Stephen King was just at the scene of like 300 murders <laughs>
3: yeah they they discover that Jessica Fletcher is a collector and she's uh, got just like bags full of molars that's that's what she's like oh they're, they're not gonna notice I'm pulling out their molars and so
2: anyway Uh it's uh, all the books are all the pages are made of like, ground up molars yeah <laughs> We have a uh, show in the UK
1: yeah. called Midsummer Murders, where it's about like a little yeah. small town, UK town. Mm. But it's like at this point, the there's been more murders than the population should be of that town. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, a
0: necropolis then? That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean it's like the the movie Midsummer, like nobody really gets out of that one either.
1: Apparently, like in Sweden, that film is considered like a hilarious comedy. <laughs>
2: i mean that part that part with like the sex scene is pretty funny i don't like oh.
0: uh i get i'll throw the flashlight on on zoo colon warriors from the magic mountain if, if anyone has any final points on
1: that one since we've gone well, colon warriors from the thing. magic mountain is like an educational film about health
2: i mean i bet you i could find i mean i guarantee you i could find a movie where someone fights with their intestines actually yeah ricky O's story of ricky (laughs) also there's a bit
1: of that in um reanimator
2: that is true that's the very close cousin to story of ricky you guys have seen that right
0: like when i was 18 probably with you yeah (laughs) This this is my first time hearing of that
2: do you remember did you get the daily show in england yeah you remember where there was that thing where it was like the five questions and there was just a guy who like smashed a guy's head with his hands and it exploded into meat? No. Uh, It was just like they use that for like a segment. But anyway, (laughs) maybe I'll bring that to the podcast. (laughs) That's pretty great. I mean, it doesn't look
1: like this strikes ending anytime soon. So we're going to have lots of chance to bring (laughs) weird non-studio films to the podcast.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's like weird that we just grant ourselves this indulgence and then it's just going to be this endless chocolate fountain of fun movies. I'm going to be
1: disappointed when I have to go back and like, oh, great, 1986 Oscar winner. Boring. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's always the uh, the whatever, the good list or the bad list when it's good.
0: Yeah, I, I think I have a boring movie brewing up for November.
2: Damn it! Is it going to be boring November? <laughs>
0: Why boring November? Everything in November is boring.
1: Why would you choose a boring movie, Matthew?
2: <laughs> time for a Terrence, Terrence Malick. <laughs>
0: yeah, three hours of Terrence Malick. Okay.
3: Uh, well, hey I, guys, this has been super fun. I want to thank you very much for inviting me uh, to be along. Well, thanks. Thanks for, for joining
1: us, Chuck. Right Plugs. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. is
2: this film? Is this a film or a filth? This is a film, right?
1: Oh, this is film. This is what oh, film should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. sure. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> Just had it's to Hong say Kong. It it's a Hong Kong film. Someone might uh yell at us on X if we don't don't do the the thing. <laughs> I don't, don't think, think we paying,
1: will. Be they'll they'll be paying that. to <laughs> They're do paying it. They'll be paying for the for the honor.
2: That's what they get. I
1: can't wait for him to make X paid just so that I absolutely 100% will leave.
2: I'm like weirdly concerned that I have like seven accounts there that it's going to do something like that. I accidentally put some payment information on one of them. I have to like go through and delete all of them, which is a stupid concern, but I've accidentally paid for stuff before. I think I accidentally paid for
0: super Instagram at one point. That, that blew my daughter's mind when she saw my phone this weekend, just because I never updated it. So, Oh. Like, oh my god, you still have Twitter on your phone. You can have it forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing it. It's why I changed my iPad because that automatically updates. But uh yeah.
1: The URLs are still all twitter.com slash.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not paying anybody to actually change the text. Well
1: he's of not the paying URLs. anybody to do any work at his companies. <laughs> he's not paying rent.
0: But you do need to work 24-hour days.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, you're the only one left. <laughs>
2: God, yeah, I surely that will pay,
0: pay off soon <laughs> oh yeah it was chuck <laughs> like slowly off? not quickly
2: <laughs> chuck do you have any plugs uh no <laughs> no yeah, plugs. I, mean, I mean
3: what september i don't know maybe i'll be back working in the film industry but i won't be i'll be still washing washing towels at the gym and uh and uh delivering cookies and uh and uh that that's there you so there you go here's my plug uh, this is more of a uh, public service announcement. If you get any kind of uh, food delivery, uh, to your home, you know what? Tip. I'm just gonna put that out there. If you can't afford to tip, don't get the fucking food. I got mouths to feed. Uh-huh. Uh, and my, mine being one of the three.
2: I I agree with that sentiment. Unfortunately, there's a psyop going on right now where things like convenience stores are adding tips. So now the conversation online is that tipping is out of control. So we really need to stop doing working for tips as soon as we possibly can because it's i think
1: good. your whole country's entire economy is insane
2: <laughs> You're correct. in sir. the uk
1: it's illegal to include tips as part of the payment because they're meant to be tips
2: yeah we're just <laughs> we're just hanging on until the film industry gives us jobs where we're way overpaid to do nothing I, I, which is the other i am side not, of the insanity
3: i am not overpaid i work I
2: okay sorry well i'm overpaid to do yeah. nothing chuck is paid adequately Is paid correctly
0: to do what he does there we go (laughs) and we're not tipping it on japan
1: anyway go out join your local (laughs) communist party stock up on weapons (laughs) prepare for the revolution that's our advice for this week
2: yep load up on guns bring your friends Pretty, pretty,
3: pretty universal American value right there I don't care what
2: side you're on But god damn it you better rearmed. Be armed Well <laughs> Yeah you can't really put that genie back in the bottle Can you
1: <sighs>
2: Now I'm depressed
1: Who England and Australia did it's just yoga guy, You guys
2: <laughs> Maybe I should just go to Australia They'd, they'd like they In both England
1: and Australia they had one school shooting And now there's like no guns
2: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Australian films lately. Tim Tams are delicious.
0: No guns in Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain.
2: That's true. No bloodshed, really. Well, kind of. It's a blood god. Yeah. There's blood. I remember there being blood. It was just sort of like everywhere. (laughs) There's a lot of blood.
3: All I'm saying is for blood demons,
2: it doesn't look like dead alive.
3: Back to that. Anyway, hey, thank y'all. I'm going to go watch some wrestling. Nice. Nice.
1: I'm gonna go train for when I become a wrestler. Hmm. Hell okay. yeah!
2: You hope you get to wrestle Elon Musk, and then he'll back out of it, and then you just yeah. catch him in an alley somewhere and just suplex him into a trash can. I'm just hell writing yeah. this fan fiction as I go. Anyway, um, if you liked this podcast, or if you didn't, check out our other podcasts at uh, Patreon.com/slashPodcastius. Throw us a few bucks for server bills. We really appreciate it. We got video game podcasts. We got other TV podcasts. We have um, Space 1999 podcast called Podcast 1999. Does Hyrule Field Report still going? You guys yep. only have like 300 more areas to go, probably. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a slow burn.
2: <laughs> I kind of wish I'd played the game slower, to be honest. I crammed it. But...
1: And give the show a five star review.
2: Yeah, that rate and review, please.
1: Later. Tell your friends. Tell your friends is the best yeah. thing you can do.
2: Yeah, that too. Make them listen and then then take their phone and follow it on their phone. <laughs> then, then hide your grandparents' <laughs> Bible and teach
3: your kids about Satan.
0: Yep. Hell yeah.
2: We'll s- see you guys inside the colon magic. Oh mountain. my god,
0: my finger's been on the stop record
2: button for five minutes now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: guided by night's vision a vision of something great has me crossed the desert to where the unknown waits frying pan of turpan's fire passage through the iron gate a funeral procession eternity won't wait insight into the decline the relics i hold in hand Monasteries deserted, shadow Candala's land. This goes beyond what I've heard and is more than what was said. To be being or not to be being, realization arises as a lotus transformed in what is called head. Go on to the deer park under the shade of mangoes dreamt of my arrival on my knees and elbows taste fruit of holy thought nectars of the dharmic seas no more doctrine gets wrought from liberation seeds this goes beyond what i've heard and is more than what was said to be being or not to be being realization arises as a lotus transformed in what is called the head through myriad kingdoms to then penetrate the cave with all the greatest gifts to the needy we gave bid farewell and return turn down all the high positions a pagoda leans west into all fruition This goes beyond what I've heard and is more than what was said. To be being or not to be being, realization arises as a lotus transformed in what is called the.